0: الحمد لله الحمد لله hundred and a hundred of women, a stain of women, a stubborn of women, you know, be given a to work over there. When all the beloved men, children, and sisters, and other men say at the la, Qul anaa a'udhu bi Rabbil namna shaitanir in shakartum la aziidannakum. Wa sanadhullahi qadeem. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa hamdalahu ka wa rasulika sayyidina Muhammadan nabiyyikum wa ala alihi wa ala imaamihi innaka qadeerum jid. Al-nusrana ta, gave us a particular ability. That in Quran al-Kareem is sometimes called fikr Tafakkur, Tadabbur, to really deeply think about, ponder about, reflect upon something. The first and foremost reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this ability was to reflect upon Allah. This is not just something of the mind. It's of the mind and the heart and the ruh. Because the very first Tafakkur, Tadabbur was of the ruh asked, Allah asked the ruh when He created it, before the earth and the universe was created, Am I not your Rabb? All of the human Allah they all said that Allah, yes, we affirm that you are our Rabb. So the mind, the heart, and the ruh all of your thoughts, your mentality, all of your emotions, your feelings... In all of your spirituality, the primary purpose of all of that is to reflect and contemplate on Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. That person who has many other thoughts, even if they're Jaya's thoughts, maybe even if thoughts about his project, or his meeting, or about his building, his house, or about the blueprint, even if it's permissible thoughts, but the more and more and more he fills up his mind and thoughts, with Ghairullah, especially his deep thoughts, recurring thoughts, constant thoughts, such deep thoughts that he dreams about it at night, that he daydreams about it in the day, that anytime he's free, even for two, three minutes, and he stares out the window, he starts processing those thoughts, that's his fikr the fakir, the the more and more and more he does that about Ghairullah, the harder it becomes for him to do that about Allah swt. And therefore, when he's inside Salah, he can't control those thoughts. <laughs> same thought process, same contemplation of Ghayrullah takes place in the Salah. Or the best of us, at least what we can do, is keep the thoughts of Ghayrullah away. But still, we're not able to do deep contemplation of Allah in Salah. Similarly, the person whose heart is full of feelings of other things, even permissible things, even love for children, love for parents, love for spouse, because Allah <laughs> said this in the Quran: That let your children, now I'm going to expand that even, because with liquidous children, but children, family, it would even be for children, don't let your parents, for spouse, if you don't let your spouse, and your wealth, property, assets, homes, house, comfort, bedroom, plan, job, career, don't let these things distract you from the zikr of Allah the more a person's heart's feelings about these things, the less than they're able to feel about Allah wa ta'ala. They sit, they hear, talk about fear of Allah. Ta'ala. They believe they should fear Allah. Ta'ala. They wish they could fear Allah. Ta'ala. They know they have to fear Allah. Ta'ala. They know the only way to stay away from the sun is to fear Allah, ta'ala, but they can't get their heart to feel the feeling of fear because the heart has been too overused in feeling other emotions. Then, when it comes to deen, so then there are, two, there are many ways within deen. Allah, Allah, wants us to use this zikr, the fakr, the One is on malt. To reflect and contemplate over our malt. That's why even some mashaikh, they used to make this particular type of zikr, called by malt. Some other mashaikh, they used to take it deep into detail. And some, very few people, and I'm not saying you have to do this, but some individuals even used to practice this. You know, they would say, okay, wrap me in kafan. As a little one-day workshop. Wrap me in kafan. Take me to cemetery. Find there must be some cemetery that the grave digger has digging Because maybe some maids is coming at night. Some maids is coming tomorrow. Put me inside. And in our Pakistan, because I have not actually ever witnessed uh, that fiend here. So I don't know how you do it. In Pakistan, first they put some concrete slabs, first, and then they put the mitti, and then they put the mud. You can put the slab and remove the slab in one minute. They put the slabs, and let me just lie there for 10 minutes. And then take the slab out, take me back out, and then I'll walk. <laughs> this is a new way of visiting graveyard. Like some people, they like to go to factory, and they say, give me behind-the-scenes tour of factory. And they get the badge and they put the uniform and they go and they get to make the M&M or whatever. Hmm? They feel happy. This is a behind-the-scenes tour of graveyard. Hmm? Some even, or some even Salikin or Salikin or even Mu'mineen who wanted to remember Allah Ta'ala. Because sometimes you have to, sometimes you do have to take strong measures within reason, with balance, under guidance. But sometimes you do have to take strong measures to snap yourself out of it. To snap yourself in your senses. Why? If you feel that when I go to the graveyard nothing happens to me. When I go to the graveyard because of some relative burial, I'm still talking on the phone. When I go in the graveyard for some reason it didn't occur to me that I'm going to die. So you have to use some measurement. You have to do some exercise to get the of the hakikat. So this is one other feature in our deen that we were supposed to remember and reflect on our death, the inevitability of it, the inescapability of it. The universality of it, the solitude of it. Hmm? Like people in the world, they say, I don't want to move from hmm, three-bedroom council flat to two-bedroom council flat. I don't want to. What would you tell me? What was it? Double front, double front. Lord, double front house to I guess it would be single front house. It hmm? doesn't. Everybody is moving into a studio apartment called the cover. Everyone is going to have a single accommodation. Hmm? Ah, Allah yeah. In fact, if you move from a two-bedroom flat to cover it, might be easier. And if you move from six-bedroom mansion to cover it, might be a bigger jump. <laughs> bigger jump. So this was one aspect of our fiqh. Second aspect of fiqh, the faqr, the dambur in our deen, yeah. was to reflect on Akhirah. On the bounties of Akhirah. On the eternality of Akhirah. On the Love for Allah that will take place in Akhirah. Fikre mawt, fikre akhirah. But again, that person whose thoughts are so full, I haven't even touched the sinful thoughts yet. That person whose thoughts is so full of permissible thoughts but of the dunya, whose heart is full of permissible emotions but for dunya, they can't, their mind and heart cannot do tafakkur, tafakkur on mawt or akhirah. So whether their mind and heart can reflect upon Allah Ta'ala, on mawt or Akhirah. Now imagine that person also has sinful thoughts, imagine if that person also has some sinful feelings, imagine that person has some sinful fantasies, has some sinful memories, has some sinful desires, has some feeling of lust, some feeling of greed, some feeling of pride, some feeling of anger, some feeling of hatred. Then imagine, do you think this person's mind and heart is going to be able to do the fact of the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or on Akhirat, on a moult? No way? He may be able to do this zikr. He may be able to do this zikr with the hand. He may be able to do zikr with his thumb. But his mind and heart have been numbed because it's full of unlawful thoughts or worldly thoughts and feelings. Then what happens to someone, so this is something we spoke about last night, is that when they are tested in the dunya, when they have some difficulty trial <laughs> in <inaudible> fitna, <inaudible> 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 then they start processing that all the time. So that's when you see them you say, I'm there, you, look, you appear to be worried. why? Because you can tell Although, normally you cannot tell what a person is thinking. Right? But you can tell the person is in a state of worry. You can sense it, that his mind is in overdrive, his heart is in overdrive. Why? Because he's in some worries, some difficulties, some sorrows, some grief, some death, some enmity, some envy, some opposition, some failure, some setback, something. Hmm? Okay? So in our deen, this was last night's talk, it teaches us to do sub, sub Right? Give full God on that topic. One meaning of sabr related to today, which I didn't give last time because I was saving for today. One meaning of sabr is this that however much you were, Alhamdulillah, in good times, able to use your mind and heart to reflect on Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, do sabr in that time of difficulty. Don't let that diff- thoughts of that difficulty, feelings of sadness over that difficulty. Cross the border and take over the thoughts and feelings you had for Allah Ta'ala had for Akhira, had for Deen. Contain it. A lot of people are not able to do this. And maybe even if there was a person who sometimes they would sit and reflect on Allah Ta'ala, even when they sit for their zikr, and alhamdulillah it wasn't just from the tongue, it was also something they did with their heart and mind, but because that day, or that few days they're in a state of difficulty, even during their zikr, they're thinking about that difficulty. Ba however the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa that worship would have, should have been and could have been their only escape from that difficulty it was supposed to be the place for the hid fana. bakbar hmm? So this fana, if you remember in the beginning I said there was mind, heart and ruh. So, fanayat and zikr means that you remember Allah Taala with your ruh, Now we don't know what exactly that means, but it means that you remember Him so much, like many times. The most likely time is going to happen in sujood, that you remember Allah Taala so intensely, so intimately, that you're not even not—it cannot even be reduced to a thought or a feeling. Your very being, you feel the core of your being, or your heart of hearts, or your soul, so to speak, and your ru'ah is remembering Allah So the different methods of zikr, those are different words with different meanings to produce different thoughts and to produce different feelings. But then all of that leads to a goal of the mutla pure remembrance of Allah That is why Sayyidina Sallallahu, sallallahu sallam, and he said, the highest level of ibadah? Salah in every ibadah. Anta'udullaha ka'annaka Not that you, highest level of salah, isn't that you reflect on the tafsir of what you're reciting? That you move by the meanings of what you're reciting? That you move by the beauty of the reciter's recitation, That you're remembering the shahat nazul, azul, the history of the occasional revelation on those verses? No, you, that you, that's how it begins. but the highest level, is you are remembering Allah Ta'ala. Ka'anna katara. Now what does that mean? The way you perceived him with your ru' when Allah Ta'ala asked, Allah, that you're floored, you're flabbergasted, you're overwhelmed by the pure remembrance of Allah. That's why in the sujood and rakub, the zikr is simple. Subhananum bin alim, subhananum bin a'la. Very simple. It's in qiyam. You have a lot of meaning, a lot of recitation. All the different ayat. You can, mashallah, if your hafiz recites the entire Quran al Kareem. There are some, mashallah, who like that. Hmm? Still to this day, they make two rak'ats and they recite the entire Quran in one night. Allahu Allah, That's hafiz al Quran. That's hafiz who's making use of his hips. Hmm? That's hafiz who's doing qadr and evaluating that he memorized Quran al Kareem. And those like me and you, many of you and me for sure, who are not hafiz al Quran, if we were Hafiz, if you asked me if you were Hafiz, what would you do? But that's what I would do. <laughs> that's the thing I miss. Hmm? If I was Hafiz or Quran. Imagine hmm? all night in one soft recite Quraq to Allah. Allah, what? Allah, what? Allah, 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 That's the ruh making Zikr of Allah. But how are we going to reach that? mind and thoughts and heart and feelings are full of so many things. So many things. Now, the Veyan I gave last night, when I gave it in Urdu, now the third of my life has changed. <laughs> there was a time no, well, I used to give English talks and I used to try to translate them into Urdu in Pakistan. Now I give Urdu talks in Pakistan and I have to come here and figure out how to translate it in English for England. Hmm? No, okay. hmm. So when I gave this talk on sabr in Pakistan, people were so happy you told us how to do sabr, you gave us duas. I said, okay, then I was thinking, the next time I visited Karachi, what bihan should I give? And I thought to myself, that sabr, only 10% of your life does Allah tell us in difficulties. And people were so happy that I shared with them the teachings of Deen on no? how you should spend 10%. So when, why should they not be interested? In the teachings of Deen, how you should behave in 90% of your time, with the sugar. Hmm. People don't feel the need to be trained in sugar. They think that's easy. Hmm. Yes, they do feel the need to be trained in summer. Because they say that, yeah, when I'm in difficulty, I get worried and I get angry, I get frustrated. I'm prasad, I need something, tell me something, some to automate, some secretary. Hmm. They really they love to be trained what to do in times of summer. That's ten at most, maybe even one percent of the time. It depends how intensely you can do fikr on the bounties of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. And that's another type of tafakkur and tafakkur and hadith. And if you were to reflect, that's what Allah said, if you try to enumerate suha, you can never even count them. Maybe if you sat down and tried to do tafakkur and tafakkur and reflect and contemplate on how many blessings Allah has given you, you'd never you can even fathom them. If you did that, maybe you would say it's point zero 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 one percent of the time I have to do sugar, and nine nine point nine 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 percent of my life I should be in a state of sugar. So fine, yes, I should learn how to make sugar. But how much more do I need to learn how to make sugar? wa Sugar is also a type of the and the The more one reflects on the mercies of wa ta'ala, the more one will be able to do sugar. So much sugar. So much sugar to mouth, Allah. 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 And then Allah, t'ala on top of it, He said in Quran, If you make shukr, Allah was saying in Quran, if you make shukr to Allah, Allah was saying that I, Allah, t'ala will certainly increase you in your bounties and blessings. Maybe the same ones, I'll give you more. Maybe other ones that you don't have, I'll give them to you. Maybe those were dunyavi blessings you were grateful for, I'll give you uh, blessings in Akhirah. Maybe there were blessings in Dunya you were being grateful for, I'll give you blessings in Deen. Maybe there was tawfiq to do Amal and Deen that you were doing Shukr for, I'll give you ease in Dunya. There's so much more Shukr we could make, so much better Shukr that we could make, One exercise is that every day. Try to do sugar, and you should do this as a family. It's a good family activity, and this is good. People don't know what can I do with my children. Hmm? Every day, think of some blessing that up till now in your life you never ever did sugar of that before. Yeah. So maybe the ability to swallow. Maybe you need, with dain, you any specifically you never specifically thought. About thanking Allah specifically for the ability to swallow. And then the children, it will last a couple of hours at least in their mind. Every time they swallow. Maybe breathe. could hmm? can be another thing. There's so many things. And just in the bodily ni'mas will last you maybe a few months, few years. Just in the physical bodily ni'mas. Hmm? So that last so long. Hmm? Then family blessing. Then education blessing. Being able to think blessing. Be able to speak and talk and communicate with others. Blessing, So many blessings. Hmm? And if you think about it, there's many. It's not, it's not a difficult task to do. but You'll also realize how weak you, you Very easily, within a few seconds, you'll be able to think of some blessing that you never ever thanked Allah for that one before. Very quickly will happen. Very quickly. In fact, there's so many of them. Like you could do it ten a day. Maybe you could do it a hundred a day and it'd still go on for years. not give me that. Shukr for Allah subhanahu for Allah I was telling the fellows Juma, but I'll tell you also, Yomul Juma is also something to do shukr for. Yomul Juma itself has so many Barakat so many uh, blessings, so many anwarat, so much spiritual uh, inilur from Allah subhanahu wa taala. But the was them that they, a person should feel sad when the Adhan from Maghrib is called. Because Jummah is ending. The way the nice young men, they feel sad when Ramadan the ends. And some of the Muslims, they would cry when Adhan at Maghrib happen for the first of Shabbat. That's how you should feel. You should feel that Jummah is leaving. You should feel it coming when the Thursday Maghrib Adhan is called. You should feel it leaving when the Friday Maghrib Adhan is called. You should recite your Surah Kahf. You should recite extra salawat <laughs> and You should make more du'a Allah ta'ala. You should literally, because many of us take these things, uh, that we quote-unquote small things for granted, you should try to wear your best clothes. If you have any new clothes, wear it on Friday. You should try to wear your best better You should try to do these things. Many of us are relaxing these things. We're going to get busy. Right, and we just wear we just wear Friday whatever we would have worn on a Monday or Tuesday or Saturday or Sunday. Try something, maybe even even you have one handkerchief or something or one, I mean, an odd dress, an odd one vest or one something slightly better. That you it's my better one, more expensive one, better quality one, whatever you want to call it, and only wear that in June. Some they used to have a special turban that they used to wear in June, normally it was slightly longer than this one. The point is, they upped there. Take it to one more level, and even in your dress, it will be the way you do sugar for juma. It's not about the dress. So whichever doesn't make the halal, I wear a twenty-dollar handkerchief over a ten-dollar handkerchief. No, it's nothing that, that's irrelevant. But it's your giving, is to to your muljuma? You're doing ikram of your muljuma. You're giving it a darajat. Hmm? Why? For the sake of Allah Subhanahu, hmm? this is also Jummah also means Shaa'il Allah. Allah Taala has mentioned in kind Allah means from the emblems, the signs, the manifestations of Allah Taala's mercy and guidance, and the hallmarks and emblems of His blessings and His mercies hmm? Do you shukr for your Jummah? Do you shukr for Quran Kareem? Do you shukr for having a masjid? Hmm? Especially those of you who must have never this masjid nice to have a nice masjid, believe me. <laughs> we travel different places and we see so many different masjids. Some are smaller, some are bigger, some are nicer, some are less nice. Some are farther away from the community, some is right in the community. Some only have few people, like in the small areas. We went to Norway, for example. Some, mashallah, have so many roles for Fajr. Some, mashallah, like here, there's nowhere you're going to get in the first row of Fajr, unless you come much early, and then you know you'll be taking over some neighborhoods. these places, but. <laughs> Kisi jagah leh, jagah milaga, jagah <laughs> hmm? So many things to do, sugar to Allah, So many things to do, sugar to Allah, Every time we don't do sugar, think that there is no Shukri. Don't be so soft on yourself. Black and white was a very sharp contrast. Allah, also, make sugar to me and don't deny my blessings. So the word kufr in Arabic literally means to deny. So the most extreme denial was to deny the, to deny the existence of Allah. Therefore it was also used for disbelief, hmm? or to deny to deny the truth, to conceal the truth, to deny the nabuzadnabi of Nabi law. But Allah, Allah chose that same word to contrast it with sugar. So there's no, that no, I'm just lazy, or no, no, in my heart, of course, I'm grateful, but I forgot, no, no. It's either sugar or nashukri. It's either gratitude or ingratitude. There's no, it's black and white. Hmm? If there's anything Allah has given us and we didn't do sugar for it, it means we're ungrateful for it. Ungrateful for it. <coughs> shukar will make a person the lover of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Shukar would make a person obedient to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. One way to get forgiveness for sins is to make his tighfar One way to leave sins in the future can be to make more shukar to Allah. Because when you make more shukar you will feel more ashamed of sinning against that, disobeying that being who gave me so many things. You would see in this world also, if you say thank you to someone 10 times, then how are you going to disobey them? You <laughs> say, so I just said thank you to them 10 times. I just realized all the things they did for me. Hmm? That people, they say this about their friends. <laughs> how, 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 how can I say, how can I speak this sentence to them? <coughs> when they've done so much for me. Hmm? When they've done so much for me. He's done so much for me. Husband did so much for me. My parents did so much for me. My wife did so much for me. My friend, he did so much for me. All is true. But compared to that, it's nothing compared to how much Allah, Allah did for me. Hmm? How can I betray her when she did so much for me? Yes, great. How can I betray him when he did so much for me? That's the real question. Hmm? More shukr enables a person to stay away from sin. More sugar enables a person to stay away from the sun. I'm going to show you an ajeeb type of shukar. Sugar shukar, for today, you should know that. I, don't, I want you to, this is your homework. For you. I'm not going to do it in the beyond. This is your homework to think about all the blessings that Allah gave you in this world. I'm going to show you a jeep chapter of shukar tonight. The blessings, blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to put on your Al-Qiyam. Blessings. Number one. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa hadith. Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Were it, were Allah Ta'ala's rahmah to be divided in 100 parts, one part is in this world, 99 parts will come in your maqiyam. Allah Normally we think of day judgment as the day of reckoning, the day of punishment, and it is all of that. But I want to show you another aspect of that. All of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Every act of mercy Allah gave to every human being. Any animal who is kind to another animal is due to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of those basically infinite mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would just be 1% and 99% Allah is going to send His mercy on the day of judgment. On the believers. Subhanallah. What a huge blessing Allah has in store for us on the day of judgment. This is all any of us and all of us inshaAllah will go to Jannah only because of this mercy of Allah on the day of Jannah. There be more blessings of Allah ta'ala on that single day than a person had in their whole life. Than a person had in their whole life. All insan will be standing on that day. All of Allah ta'ala's mercies on all insan will just be 1% for the whole history of humanity. And 99 times that much will be on that day. Then listen. The another hadith. Nabi Akreem sallallahu <inaudible> s- alaihi wasallam) mentions that another one of Allah's mercy on that day of judgment. That there will be seven types of people who will be under the shade of Allah, Allah's eyes on that day of judgment. Big mercy from the state, Special mercy for the day of judgment. One of those types of people are those who you have to meet one another and love one another for the sake of Allah One of those types of people are the youth, the person who spends his 20s, 30s, 14s, 20s, 30s, <coughs> maybe even 40s, you can say, for the sake of Allah ta'ala. Special mercy from Allah ta'ala. Another mercy that will come, it comes in that some people will go to Jannah love. This will be a special mercy from Allah ta'ala. A huge mercy from Allah SWT. بِغَيْرِ Okay, comes another hadith, that a person will have isab. What will his isab be like? Then so Allah Ta'ala will call that person, and then Allah Ta'ala will put a rishawa, like a cloak, or a covering, a cloud over them. And Allah Ta'ala will remind them, one by one of each sin, that do you remember you did this sin? Yes, I remember. Do you remember you did this sin? Yes, I remember. Allah will Already this person may have already seen the sins and his good deeds, this book of deeds it doesn't omit the small and the big one. Maybe his body parts had already testified against him. Maybe Karam and Tatameen had already testified against him. Maybe the pieces of earth on where he sinned had already testified against him. And now, on top of that, Allah, Allah is calling him in this seclusion. Like we say in English, one on one with Allah. But then, Allah ta'ala, as Allah ta'ala recounts and makes him, in a sense, admit the itaraq of each sin, Allah ta'ala also, out of his mercy, forgives each and every sin. And says it to Jannah. Hmm? Allah Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Mercy of Allah ta'ala. Mercy of Allah ta'ala. Ajib. And another mercy of Allah ta'ala on the day of judgment. Shafatul Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hmm? If somebody says, Oh, I didn't get to be Sahaba. You will understand, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٍ لِلْعَالَمِينَ You will understand the meaning of this ayah. Allah s.a.w. the Quran, we do not send Nabiya Kareem accept as a rahmah, as an infinite mercy for the worlds, But on the day of judgment, you will get this mercy. You know all the bounties you can think of in this world cannot add up and even be one billionth of this mercy. شفاة Rasul, sallallahu الله عليه وسلم Number one, that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will recognize you. Number two, he will own you. Hmm? Like a father, he says, Yamira beta. Ah. Hmm? So the father says He owns his son. He tells the person, look, this is my son. is mine. Ummati. He's mine. So Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inshallah, will recognize us. Then he will own us then he will present us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as his own, and he will ask Allah to send his mercy on us. Is, it huge? Is, there any mercy? is there any blessing in this world that can even compare to that? al-Qiyamah <laughs> is the day of, no doubt. Don't get me wrong, all of that is there. Oh, is it the day that we will sweat buckets, that people will sweat even blood, that a person will be in a state of heba, um, or immobilizing, all in fear of Allah. The all there's so much in Quranic Quranic about that. But at the same time, it will also be a day of all of these incredible mercies. All of these incredible mercies. Another mercy Allah will give on the day of judgment. I'm saying that we should do shukr of these now. We should do so much shukr to Allah for the blessings that are going to come on the day of judgment. Another blessing Allah will give on the day of judgment is he will unveil himself Ruqyat al-Bali ta'ala Bidaar al-Khuda So on the day a person gets to see Nabiya Karim sallallahu On that day they will get to see Allah Not everyone There will be some who Allah ta'ala will Veil from looking at him Acha, You I should break this up One mercy is that person will get to see Allah Ta'ala on the day of judgment. Another mercy is that Allah Ta'ala will look at that person on the day of judgment. This also comes in the Qur'an. That for those who are going to go to Jahannam, who are sinners, or disbelievers, Allah Ta'ala won't even deign. He won't even disdain to look at them, gaze at them on the day of judgment. So they will get this mercy. <laughs> it will happen on the day of Jal. You will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will be seen by Allah subhanahu you will feel the gaze of Allah ta'ala. and kalam of Allah at the mercy of the day of judgment there will be some people that on the day of judgment Allah will speak to them there will be other people who they hear Allah ta'ala recite some Quran and no, all of these huge mercies on the day of judgment on the day of judgment and then that golden mercy, that moment, the moment of the being entered into Jannah, the admission into Jannah, the selection and granting of admission and entrance into Jannah will be the greatest mercy in any human being's life, eternal life. This is my feeling. I don't think there will be any blessing even in Jannah Greater than the blessing on the Day of Judgment of being granted admission to Jannah. So Allah Taala Allah said In Quran akbar. That the pleasure of Allah ta'ala is the greatest bounty and blessing. And most mufassirun they say that that means that in Jannah a person will live for eternal pleasure. So that is the greatest blessing and bounty from Allah ta'ala. That not only will you live forever, you'll have mahtistihi <laughs> and you'll have everything you want forever, you will get to see Allah Ta'ala even more than that, is that Allah Ta'ala will be happy and pleased with you and will love you forever. Subhanallah. <laughs> I say yes, but that will start in the day of judgment. The moment he says that you enter into Jannah, that's the beginning of this Rizwan. <laughs> even before you enter or are entered, literally call it enter, it khal. Khidu, that Allah Ta'ala enters you into Jannah. But the moment you know that, whether well, you know that because Nabi Kareem sallallahu sallam, took your hand, and you know what's going to happen. When Allah Ta'ala made you from Baleir his you know what's going to happen. When well, Allah Ta'ala says an angel to tell you, you know what's going to happen. When well, Allah Ta'ala puts a book of deeds in your right hand, so many ways it's coming to deeds. You know what will happen, so many ways. Allah Ta'ala puts you in the Rishawa cloud, and after asking all your sins that, I forgive you. Now you know what's going to happen. At some point, there will be a moment, insha'Allah, on that Yom Al Qiyamah. Maybe after a long ah. time, long sweating, long worrying, but that moment will come when the person will know with yakeen that my Allah is going to enter me into Jannah. That's going to be the greatest blessing of all. The happiness of that happiness at that moment—that's hmm? also a different. hm sugar <laughs> in anticipation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will accept this sugar though. This look at this out of fakir in mind. He's sitting in the know what's going to happen to him on day judgment. Or he's making sugar. He's making sugar to me for giving him Shabat al Rasul. making sugar for letting him see me, making sugar for my gazing upon him, making sugar for me, putting a book of deeds in his right hand, making sugar for me, sending him to Jannah. all mm-hmm. lot oh, blessings on that day. A oh, lot blessings on the day of judgment. Then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do the of the iman of the mu'minim. By entering them into Jannah, by calling them, Ya yeah, yuallazina Amanu. he will do so. That's a great joy. You see, if you believe in someone, and they attest to your belief in them, you believe in the being, and he attests, and certifies and accepts your iman. Because right now, me and you don't know this in this world. then Allah Ta'ala accept our iman. We don't know that. We took iman. We're trying our best to have the sifat, attribute sifat. We're trying to do amal as the that accent that befit our iman. But, but Allah Ta'ala accept me as a mu'min. I don't know that 100%. I don't know, I don't know that. But on the day of the desert, when Allah Ta'ala accepts me as a mu'min, okay. and son, Accepts my iman in him. Just like I said when Kareem al Sallam recognizes and owns us. Just like Allah Taala accepts us and owns us as mu'mineen. Hmm? This will be a great joy for a mu'min that his Rabb accepted his Imam. Hmm? He will love it. and This will also be part of the joy that exists for eternity in Jannah. That joy will never wear off. It will never fade. It will only increase exponentially, eternally throughout Jannah. The joy in having iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's another reason why hell is eternal. Because the sorrow and the torment of not having iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That jannah which is for the eternal, which is for the unbeliever, the non-believer. Who knew the truth and, they, and still denied and rejected the truth. So their, their lack of iman. The iman that they rejected. The now <laughs> the Billah that they rejected. They will then be rejected for all of eternity. And those who accepted Allah, Ta'ala, accepted Imam, they will be accepted for all of eternity. But like I said, don't forget all those other ayat and hadith of a mutiam alayh. Hmm? That'd be a long day. Thousands of years long for some people that literally like that or will feel like that. Terrifying nature of that day, Allah Akbar. But along with the fear of that day, will, and the terror of that day, there will be a lot of mercy and bounties and blessings of Allah Subhanahu. A lot of blessings and bounties and mercies of Allah Spontan. Even on that day, some people's hizab will be taken in front of others. So imagine you're standing there. I'm standing. One of us is standing there. And in front of you, someone is taken to Jannah. Of the fear that you will feel. But then, in front of you, some person is taken oh. to Jannah. The hope you will feel. In front of you, Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu some, some Alaihi someone takes somebody's hand as his shafal. All of this, imagine somebody who's a little bit later. Hmm? Seeing all this happening one after the other after the other, maybe thousands, maybe millions. Do <laughs> <To> you? <laughs> Better that you develop some emotions now in this world. <laughs> Better that we have emotions in this world: desire for Jannah and fear of Jannah. Better that we have some emotions now in this world: love for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, fear of Allah wa Taala, the might of Allah wa Taala. Better that we reflect, and this is why Allah and so much detail has mentioned Yom al-Qiyamah in Quran the itself, and yet additional details by Nabi al-Qiyam because this is also